Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1188. Think long term and act short term. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Turin, Italy, Mariella Mangozzi. Mariella, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. Let's go. Hi, everybody. All right. <laughs> Mariella Mangozzi is the director of the National Automobile Museum, known as Mauto, in Turin, Italy. It was established in 1932 on the left bank of the River Po and is a journey through the history of the automobile. There are over 200 vehicles, 80 different marks, all housed in a spectacular and unique building designed by architect Gino Zucchi. Mariella was born in Forli, Emilia, Romania, and earned a law degree and her MBA in Bologna, Italy. She has worked for worldwide brands, including Walt Disney, Ferrari, Lamborghini, and others. Her goals at Mauto are to increase its reach and international visibility and to work with passion building, trust, and long-term relationships. So, Mariella, I have told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your career and a very obvious passion for caring for old automobiles? Oh, well, I have to say I was lucky in my career because I had the chance to join um, worldwide renowned brands like Walt Disney, like uh, Ferrari, Lamborghini. I worked for the Senna Tribute, so I enjoyed a lot. I think that was the highlight of my professional life, say, to, to, to be able to work for such uh, amazing companies. So I had the chance to experiment uh, different um, uh, jobs because I moved from uh, communication, licensing, business development, sponsorship. Uh, so I think it, it, I, have, um, I had the chance to prove myself, to learn a lot. I have to say I also had quite good uh, bosses, quite good chefs, let's say, mm-hmm. in my, in my <laughs> jobs. So that helped a lot. And I hope now I can, I can, as I put all of this at uh, uh, disposal at the service of Mauto, which is a beautiful institution and uh, it deserves a lot. It is a fantastic place. And I wanted to shout out to Raffaello Poro, who put us together. He's a past guest here on Cars. Yeah, he connected Mariella and I. And in our pre-show chat, this is how small the car world is. The last time I was in Italy was in 2011. I was at the Ferrari factory for three days, and it turns out that Mariella was there at the museum. We might have even met. I met so many people during that that uh, visit. So if we did, it's good to see you again and talk with you we again. We might have, yes. I'm sure we might have. I think I, I used to spend some time with the visitors at the Ferrari Museum because it's always so interesting to speak and to learn from them what they expect, what they feel like, and to feel the passion. It's amazing. It is. It's a wonderful place, too. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so Mariella, take the wheel. Well, uh, I have to say more than a quote. This is a mantra. This is my philosophy, let's say, in in um, both in life and in, in work. 
that is to think long term and act short term. So to me, this means every day to work hard, to do a lot of things, to, to fulfill the, uh, I mean, the duties, what you have to do, it needs to be done, but always thinking long term, which means so that you always have to bear in mind, to keep in mind that what you do has, will have a reflect, will, will impact on your future. And this is something that uh, sometimes you you tend to forget because of the, I mean, pressure, because of time constraints. And then when you are busy, you tend not to, to think too much. But it is always important to have a, a guide. So to, to also have a strategic thought, a strategic planning to refer to and, and be sure that what you do is in line with it. This is uh, spectacular for what you're doing there at the museum because that's what museums are all about. They're about being there in the present and enjoying the history, but they're also about how can we keep expanding and growing and bringing more people into the museum. So I would imagine that mantra works very well for you in your current role. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, critical. Uh, I mean, I joined the museum last May, so I'm about six months old here now. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, so um, I think um, uh, we agreed uh, with the team and with the shareholders. We agreed about the objectives of the museum, which is, of course, uh, to increase the, the, the reach, the visibility. We don't have a profit objective. We, we are not, uh, let's say, uh, profit-driven. This is a public institution. It's not uh, something like mm. it was at Ferrari or, or other brands, uh, museum, uh, museums. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, of course, we need to increase the, the, the turnover, the, the, the number of visitors, because this will give us more and more resources to invest in the conservation of the of our collection, in expanding the, the initiatives to promote the automotive uh, culture uh, in Italy and internationally. So I think this is quite important. So we need to start getting more and more visitors. So this is the day-by-day objective we have. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm very excited and honored to be able to expose what you're doing there to more and more people through my listeners here uh, at Cars. Yeah, so I'm very excited. Thanks. Cannot wait to get back to Italy and yeah. visit that museum. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like fun. Wait for you, Mark. Okay. All right. The pressure's on. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about you here and a story that instigated your passion for the automobile because your career is taking you in a lot of different areas, but I, there's a trend here. You've been involved with Lamborghini, Ferrari. Uh, the museum, I mean, there must be a pivotal moment in your life when you realize that you were indeed a car gal. Yeah, well, yes. Uh, there were several, of course. So there were, well, starting from, let's say, the very beginning, uh, let's say I always enjoyed driving, for instance. I can say I'm a pretty good driver. I can drive for hours. I don't care. I mean, I can drive at night. I always enjoy. I enjoy being being alone at the wheel or being with friends or with, with people. I mean, I, I really like it. But let's say that the pivotal moment, uh, well, again, it's hard to choose. But let's say there was a, uh, an event when I was working at Ferrari in the communication department. I was with, uh, I had just joined the team, the communication team, and I was at an event with media and there were cars, of course, Ferrari cars to be tested. 
all of a sudden uh, I had to move a car, which I had never driven, and and I had to to get off and you know in a way pretend that I was able to drive it because <laughs> all the people expected me to drive it. I mean, nobody right, expected. Right. Uh, the Ferrari communication manager not to be able to drive the car. And I had literally never been on because they didn't think that could happen, that I needed. And it was just, uh, again, just a, <laughs> a few weeks that I was there. So, yeah. well, I just, um, I just dared to, to get on board and, and start the engine. And just based on what I had r- read or talked with people about, I mean, they just showed me maybe at a car show or so, just uh, getting the chance to sit and, and, but not really start the car and drive it. And, you know, yeah. you, you have, yeah. So, and, and I did it, Mark. I did it and <laughs> I was so proud of myself and I said, okay, so I just moved. I mean, I was, I did a few kilometers. I just had to, to do a transfer and, and I was alone yeah. in the car. But the fact that I could start the engine, I mean, it's a, it's a diff- <laughs> little bit different from a normal car, even if it's yes. quite easy. And it was surprising me how easy it is to drive these cars. Um, they are really, yeah, so advanced in terms of interface and so, so I could do it. But for me, it was, gave me confidence. I, I realized that I, I could do it, that cars for me are something which I can handle. Okay. So in a way that was at the, the time when I realized that was a, a car girl. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's, a, that's a pretty fun indoctrination. Yeah, I had a guest on the show a few weeks ago, William Howard. He's a, a local regional president of the Ferrari Club, and he drives a 548, I believe it is, or 458, 458. And uh, he drives his car as a daily driver. He's got over 85,000 miles on this car. And, and he said something to me. He said, you know, most Ferrari drivers don't really drive their cars that much. They, they, they kind of sit and they save them for special days. But he said, I have had no problem with this car. The warranty is very long, so I've not spent a dime uh, because I think Ferrari doesn't really think people are going to be driving their car in three years, 85,000 miles. But you're right. When you get in these cars, they're very different. They're even I, I rent some cars sometimes and I get in, I go, how do you start this thing? Like, I've never driven this car. So kudos to you for jumping in and taking the wheel, Mariella. That's pretty cool. And doing it in a Ferrari, even better. Yeah, that's that really would be fun. fantastic. And of course, yes. I was fascinated by being in, so surrounded by the sound of the engine. And the fact oh, yes. is a 12-cylinder car, so it was really Ooh. impressive. And yeah, yeah, it gave me the sense of, of power and, and uh, again, the, the, the emotion. The, I, I could really feel the driving emotion there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't feel that when you get in a Ferrari, you are not a car person, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. You've had a lot of very interesting careers, different things you've done for different kinds of companies. No doubt you've uh, faced maybe a challenge here or there, maybe even a failure along the way. Of course, the most important thing about these situations are what they taught you. So walk us through one of those, would you? Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, as you say, I've been working for 30 years and uh, there were a few failures. <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think maybe it is interesting also for, for, for those who listen, for our audience, to share uh, about the time when I, I left Ferrari. That was about uh, six years ago. 
2012, that was uh, came as a decision due to a change of strategy uh, for the Ferrari Museum at that time, which finally didn't happen. It was not implemented, but when they talked to me about it, I was I didn't share that vision, so I said, okay, this is not my call. I mean, I, I, mm. I don't feel like being part of it. And so we decided to split after 12 years. So it was also, I mean, after wow. time. And uh, of course, so I, I had to invest, let's say, on, on, on myself uh, to start. And I want to say from scratch, because of course I had a pretty considerable experience, let's say, in terms of, of uh, working uh, experience, but um, yeah, finally, again, I was I, I then I joined the Lamborghini for the 50th anniversary, and that was because again, friends uh, I knew at the in Lamborghini at that company, they they knew I was available, so they asked for help for the event. And then I had the chance also through other people I knew, through other friends, let's say, to to be involved in the 20th um, anniversary of Ayrton Senna's uh, accident. So the celebration at, in, in uh, the tribute in, in Imola, at Imola in the circuit. And, and that was also quite good for me because I think uh, the challenge really for me was to keep on working. I've always been working hard in my life, always. So my life, as I, the, the hours I spent at the office and working and thinking about work has always been quite a lot. And of course, to be, not to, to be, not to feel, not to feel uh, useful, let's say, not to feel productive in a way, for me, is probably the worst condition. And um, so that time, I remember for me, the effort, the, the, the challenge for me was really to get engaged into something to do and not even consider the, the economical condition. Uh, for me, it was more important to still be part of, of a project, of an activity, of something exciting, something with nice people, possibly, of course. And then, yeah, and then it took just uh, just a few months. And after a while, uh, I was already back to jobs and uh, this uh, Aston Martin licensees in, uh, in Holland uh, doing the Aston Martin powerboat. That, that was a great uh, challenge again, a great job again I got. And um, so I think what I learned is that really, well, as you say, probably in, also in the US, what goes around comes around. I think that, <laughs> yes. yeah, I think that if you are, if you have always been respectful and honest and fair, and so at the end, this uh, comes back because people were willing to help me in those uh, in that time. So I had people who were willing to, to, to involve me in their projects because they knew that I could be of help and, and, and easy to, to work with. So I think that that, that was a good, um, uh, gave me comfort on, on the way I, I, I work every day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the takeaway, I heard you say two things there that I think were very important. One is when a change comes and it's not really your doing, in this case, Ferrari decided to go down a different path that you didn't want to go down. So you decided and you were there a long time, but you said the words, I invested in myself. I think that's a key thing is focusing on investing in yourself. And the other is 
not chasing the monetary rewards, but the passion side of what you wanted to do. Those two things combined, I think, are very, very important. And that's what has definitely led to where you are today and the exciting projects you have coming. Let's uh, shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I always like to ask my guests about a a big career or life aha moment, something that kind of set a new direction for you. Did you share one of those? This, I have a couple. I think they are both in the same line uh, because that is where one experience was in, at Disney, at Walt Disney, and the other one was at Ferrari. And that was where, where I could really understand the brand. Let's say at Disney, that happened when I was um, called to act like uh, as White Rabbit from Alice in Wonderland in, in <laughs> okay. the world. That was, I think, the most uh, incredible experience of my of my life because wow. yeah, because I was not involved in the in the brand that much. For me, it was a childish, uh, low, I mean, mass market. Uh, low tier, let's say, brand. I was coming from a, a fashion company, so doing Valentino or money. And so, so for me, Disney was a great opportunity to learn how to do the licensing business, how to implement a licensing strategy and know about ah. contractual conditions and so. But I was not really engaged with the brand. But then after th- only three weeks, I was called to do uh, the karate dressing mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and to be in, in Paris, in February, in a rainy day, cold day, wearing this incredible costume of white rabbit. <laughs> and all yes. of a sudden, to have all these kids around, they were looking at me with so sweet eyes. And they were, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah. really, oh, that was incredible. Five, ten minutes uh, that was over, but I never, never forget this uh, experience. And I did understand that I had to handle the brand carefully because that was something of, uh, yeah, of value. Uh-huh. So the storytelling. And so I said, OK, this needs to be um, handled carefully. So I think that was my first time. And similarly, uh, same was at Ferrari. When I joined the company, I was at the brand extension department. So we were even in a separate building from the core, I'd say from the, let's say, production automotive company. We were downtown Maranello and uh, considered like the, the strange guys doing caps and, uh, and T-shirts. And, um, and then uh, after six months, We attended the Ferrari days at Mugello, and there I saw the classic cars racing at the um, historic challenge race. Uh, I saw the the Ferrari challenge uh, owners. Uh, I saw all the the people involved with that, and I could really, really understand the passion behind the brand, which at the moment for me was just uh, the first experience with cars. And I, I was not really, again, engaged with the brand that much. I could see the, the, the brand as a, a show-off brand, a luxury brand, but I didn't um, understand the, the value in terms of, of passion and emotion connected with it. And at that event, I could really feel it. And I think that were moments where I really said, okay, here I am. Now I understand. Now let's change the attitude. Okay. Let's move forward in a considering the brand on a different way. Wow. Amazing stories. 
I'm going to try, I think your new nickname, actually, Mariella, I'm going to try my Italian here a little bit and see if this <laughs> makes sense. Uh, coniglio Bianco? Coniglio Bianco Niglio. Yes, Bianco Niglio. <laughs> yeah, Bianco Niglio. Yeah, Bianco Niglio. See, si, see. Si. Yes, yes. Si, yes, the yeah. white rabbit. Yeah. I like white that. Rabbit. Very, that was amazing. You know, I, amazing. Really I, I love incredible. it. Goes well with your blonde hair as well. So I think that <laughs> that's a nice, nice fit. But you talk about that passion. Yes, when you have brands like Ferrari, I mean, the, the massive passion that's behind that. And once that kind of clicks in your brain, you go, wow, I'm dealing with something pretty special here. So. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first special vehicle and maybe yeah, share a memory about what, that car. I'm sure you can guess what was my first vehicle. Huh? Well, that, well, you know, I hope I can say Ferrari, but I have a, no. I have a feeling it might be a little different. No, maybe no. it's the parent company to Ferrari, right? No, Ferrari was far behind or far ahead, let's say, because my yes. first car I got when I was 18 and that was, uh, yeah, that was a Fiat 500. Of the course. The very first one. Yeah, yeah, the very first one so nice I, that was um, incredible that was incredible also because i don't know if you remember but it, it requires a pretty again good attitude with driving huh? it was not yes. easy the gear the, the the even the starting i mean yeah you had to be quite um i want to say experienced but uh yeah good drive <laughs> huh? to drive it yeah and then it yeah. was fantastic it was a convert uh, convertible yeah with the open, oh, you could open yes. the, the roof the top uh, yeah top yeah it was um yeah and of course it gave me the sense of freedom i used to to um, to live in castrocaro which is uh, as you uh, pronounce it as romania but it's Romagna, Emilia Romagna. Romagna is at the eastern, eastern part of, of Emilia, where, where Bologna and Maranello, Modena are. That's the eastern part on the Adriatic Sea. It's called the Romagna. So I used to live in a small, little, small town of 5,000 inhabitants. And, um, and of course, to, to, to be able and drive and, 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 and have a car to drive was, uh, I mean, gave me a lot of freedom and, and independence. So, for me, it was, it was fantastic. That was my oh, wonderful. experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cute, cute little cars. I've had many guests from Italy on the show whose first car was, uh, uh, let's see, in Italian, uh, Cinque Cinquecento. 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 Yes, Cinquecento. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because it was a very affordable car. Some had, uh, let's say, two, three cars in their families, but the Cinquecento was always there because it's such a convenient car from many respects. So, yeah, of course. Kind of like what the Volkswagen was over here yes, in the United States. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. So, yes. So, I so. Well, I know in our pre-show chat, we talked a little bit about a car that brings back some special memories. And I always ask my guests about a seller's remorse story, but I think you have a little more fun story here about a car. So uh, tell us about a convertible that you shared with me in our pre-show chat. <laughs> yes, well... The, I had, um, I think, well, because the, the Cinquecento was really my first car and you could open the roof, but it was pretty, let's say, simple as a car. But when we got married with my, my, with my boyfriend, Gianluca, in 1999, we decided to, to spend our honeymoon in the States and we went to, to Florida. And there we rented a convertible that was a Chevrolet Camaro. Is that correct? The Camaro? Yes. 
yes, uh, Camaro, yes, Camaro, yes, and it was a gray one. I mean, not exciting as a color, but uh, it was so amazing, lovely car. We enjoyed it so <laughs> much, and we went from Orlando because I was working at Disney at the moment, so we went to Disney World, and then we we went to Cape Canaveral, and then south towards. Uh, the Everglades and the Key Islands. So we passed uh, Fort Lauderdale and uh, Palm, Palm Beach and Fort Lauderdale and Miami. And, and of course, we went to Daytona. So it was it was fantastic. And with that car, it was completely a, a lifestyle uh, experience. So that was totally new. Yeah, we were not, uh, I was not used to it. Uh, yeah, so that was completely, yeah, incredible. I loved, I loved that car, and I would love to have that car in my garage. Yeah, they are nice indeed. Yeah, yeah my wife and I uh, took a trip to Arizona when my daughter just gotten out of college mm-hmm. there, and we drove uh, around in a. Uh, and they upgraded me to a Camaro convertible, and we had great fun <laughs> driving that car. Yes. Yeah, it yeah, was really yeah. fun. I remember it was like a bright orange color, like a metallic orange color. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, ah. yeah. Very, very cool. Very cool. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow and the coming new year. What has you excited about the National Automobile Museum, also known as Malto, there in Italy? What, what can people expect when they come to your museum? What are the kind of things they're going to experience? Well, the, the, the experience is about, um, um, let's say, living the evolution, the, the history of, of cars in an immersive tour. Because you mentioned Chino Zucchi as the architect of the building, of the museum building, but the tour was designed by, has been designed by uh, Francois Confinot. And, which is a French architect. And Francois Confinot also designed the, the cinema museum here in Turin and the wine museum in Barolo, which is a one hour drive from, from Turin. And uh, he can really uh, enhance the experience of the visitors a lot. So we have beautiful scenographies, scenaries about uh, the, the different ages, the decades of uh, since uh, the, the, the automotive uh, history started so it is it's quite um, nice and also of course uh, you can you can experience uh, the, the the races we have an f1 simulator you can uh, take pictures on, on one of the classic cars so the experience is quite wide i think you can spend easily a couple of hours visiting our our museum where we have Amazing cars like uh, the the uh, Sunset Boulevard, Isotta Fraschini, uh, the the Itala that did the the Beijing to Paris uh, race in 1907, the Italian Nuvolari. We have seven seven Mark seven F1 World Champion cars. Okay? Wow! First seven, yes. Of the you history. must have brought those from Ferrari when you left. That was your parting gift. Absolutely no. <laughs> No, 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 no. That was our founder, Carlo Biscaretti di Rufia. He was so committed to collect these cars that he kept on asking and asking and pushing everybody to donate, to give cars 
for the collection, for the purpose of opening the museum. And even Enzo Ferrari was uh, finally convinced. And he gave, you know, that Enzo Ferrari used to destroy the cars, which he, which uh, were winning cars because he didn't want uh, the competitors to see what he was. I know, it's doing. tragic. Yes. yes. <laughs> and also he was selling everything else, which was not relevant, let's say, from the technological point of view, but then he was selling everything he could to get money to keep on investing on in races. And uh, But he gave four Formula One winners to, to Carlo Biscaretti di Rufia, which we have in our museum. So it's, it's really, it's, it's a wonderful collection, a unique uh, collection of cars. But I have to say, for me, the project I, I am uh, now working on, which excites me most, is to take one of our special cars to the Mille Miglia oh. 2019. So, uh, we, yes, isn't it? <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. We will, no uh, kidding. We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, decided to prepare the Cisitalia Nuvolari. That's uh, oh. uh, the car that uh, Nuvolari, Tazio Nuvolari drove in 1947 uh, at the Mille Miglia, so, which we have in our museum. By the way, it was donated by a U.S. owner to the museum oh, in, nice. uh, at the end of the, the 90s, I think it was 1998. And um, so we have it here for 20 years now. Uh, and uh, now it came in pretty good conditions. So we decided to, to start with this car, the Scuderia Mauto, let's say, because we yes. will have a, a racing team, <laughs> which <laughs> will, uh, will run the Mille Miglia uh, with this car. And we, we are now preparing the car. We are also, let's say, shooting the, the preparation of the car, showing what we do and why we do these things uh, based on, on the documents we have about the car, about the designs and the history of the car. So I hope it will be um, a good race, let's say, but I'm most interested in what comes first before the race and what comes after the race in terms of communication and promotion of the museum of the Mauto. So and hopefully then we will also do other races like the Targa Florio or, or Gran Premio Nuvolari, other races. And we will also start preparing other cars. The objective is to take more and more cars outside the museum to promote the Mauto collection and the automotive culture. Nice, nice. Very, very exciting. And I'll remind our listeners, go and visit the uh, website. It's museoauto.it, M-U-S-E-O-A-U-T-O.it. Or just go to Mariella's Cars yeah show notes page. I'll put a link right there. You can see some of these beautiful cars. You can see the beautiful architecture. And of course, if you make your way over to Italy at any time, you've got to stop in and check out a Mauto. Fantastic museum. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Mariella. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, what would you be and why? Well, I think I've been thinking of this, of course. <laughs> I think looking at the museum collection, because this is what I see every day, my, let's say, feeling goes more to the Itala, uh, which I mentioned. Itala 1315 H uh, piece, which did the, the Beijing to Paris in 1907. This is uh, an incredible car, surprising, 
what I like and what I what I think is is um, similar to me is that it is she is resistant. She has no fear. She can do everything. I mean, she did uh, this, and she is a winning car because she arrived first. She arrived first in the competition. There were f- f- only five cars left, of course, but it was a really uh, a, a, an incredible challenge. So, but Italy arrived first, um, and uh, I think it's not in, it's not too nice let's say but it's solid it's it's uh reliable it's uh flexible uh, versatile i don't know if this is an english word yeah? yes so you can, you're making all the yeah. sense in the world yeah yeah i think it's pretty much me yes <laughs> yes perfect perfect mariella well up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal let's say thank you to today's cars yeah sponsors Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Mariella, we are entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, um, I like the one that says, if you have everything under control, you don't go fast enough. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a Mario Andretti quote to me. (laughs) Yes, Yes. it's not really good advice when you drive, but I think it's something that at work I use quite often. Um, Yeah, so... 
Yeah. I, I like it. I like fun. it. Yeah. yeah. Reserve that for the racetrack too. Yeah. When you're driving exactly. your car, exactly. would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes in your careers? Well, uh, I, I would say that I always play respectful. I always, um, I try, I mean, at least of course, but in, in my uh, attitude, I, I, I want to be fair to people. Mm. I think yes, that this nice. is, I think that this is uh, the most important thing. Goes back to that old golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do yes. unto you. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Me, Otherwise they remember. Because, yeah, but also because, <laughs> People are always the 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 critical uh, asset to me. Talking about yes. clients, staff, uh, so uh, people you work with, the shareholders, suppliers, partners. Always dealing with people, and I think to be fair with people is the most important thing. Absolutely. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Well, I think energy. I think that um, it is important to to have and to to share positive energy with mm. these people. So to have a positive attitude, to be I don't want to say optimistic because that may sound not uh, realistic sometimes, but at yes. least to look for solutions, not always point out pointing out uh, problems or issues or so, but always be in the positive side. Always. Be positive, yeah. Very unique and nice answer to that question. Very nice. Now, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Well, um, I I think what I really, really like, a person I'd really like to meet is Ayrton Senna. Oh, I, yes. um, I have to say that I discovered him when I worked on the event on the 20th anniversary, but um, because before I, I used to work with Ferrari, Senna didn't uh, drive, was not a Ferrari driver. So, of course, I, I learned, I heard about him, but not close, let's say. But then I realized, and especially I can tell you, Mark, the, the event on the 1st of May 2014 was amazing. You cannot believe, oh, yeah, when we woke up in the morning, and, and we went to the track at Imola. There were people queuing because we had offered the chance to do the, the lap at the track with, with your mm-hmm. own car. And people had reserved and booked the, the, the lap to do a tribute to Senna. And that was a long, long queue with people coming from <laughs> all over the world with so strange cars. Um, that was really a tribute. People love it. And I could sense from many um, also people who used to work with him or had the chance to even spend with him a quite short time that uh, he has he used to be a quite special, special person. Yes. And I absolutely like to meet him. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. My, my listeners, regular listeners know this, but I have a Ayrton Senna quote on my business card. That's how much I admire him as a passionate person who really uh, grabbed a life uh, by the heels and uh, took everything on. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners that you've enjoyed reading? So, um, well, favorite books uh, there are plenty of. I have my my library here is full of, of nice books of automotive and, and drivers and so. But I think 
Uh, talking about the, the newest ones, uh, I really enjoyed uh, reading the um, Ferrari Rex, uh, the, the book written by Luca Dal Monte uh, about Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari Rex is the Italian title. I'm not sure about it, but I, I'm sure there's, I know that there's also the English version of it. Um, and I also loved a book um, which was just launched and we did the presentation here at the museum, which is about uh, Sergio Marchionne. And that's um, written by Luca Ponzi. That's uh, a TV uh, journalist. And uh, I think it's quite interesting from the historical perspective, uh, let's say, to, to, to read about it. Very nice. Very nice. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these resources Mariella has shared with us today. On her Cars Yeah show notes page, just go to carsyeah.com, type in Mariella Mengozi, and you will find all these great references there. All right, Mariella, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet, but there's a couple rules to this game. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. You have to drive it. No garage queens, as we call them over here on Cars Yeah, and it's the only one cool collector car you can have in your garage so choose wisely (laughs) Uh, well yeah that's a difficult choice but uh, (laughs) at the moment it really goes to the Cisitalia Nuvolari because to me it represents a milestone uh, for me personally because to start the the, um, uh, Scuderia Mauto is is really uh, um, a big effort uh, and and a totally new approach uh, for the museum um, strategy and uh, also it, she's a spider so it's um, it's an open car which I certainly love um, she's simple in a way that I mean not too difficult to drive. Uh, mechanically is, is reliable, is, is uh, something which, uh, yeah, do not create too many troubles. And, uh, and she's beautiful because she's Italia, was beautiful. She's all aluminum, uh, with two, uh, wings, uh, on the rear, which are lovely. It's a sweet little, um, fast. Uh, car and it was it has a great history because to be driven by Nuvolari it's amazing so I would love yes. to have this car oh that sounds pretty darn nice and uh I'll get to well since it's already over there I don't have to deliver it so that'll save me a few pennies so uh I think that's a good a good choice well Mariella you've taken me on a great ride today I've really enjoyed your stories I want to thank you for sharing your amazing journey with the Cars Yow listeners could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that beautiful Italia. Oh, just uh, be yourself. Enjoy. Always Absolutely. Enjoy. Mm. And what's the best way for our listeners, again, to learn more about you and Mauto? Ah, well, you can definitely look at our website or, or social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram pages and, uh, and see about the news or they can subscribe to our newsletters and, um, and be updated, uh, uh, about all our initiatives and, and, and so on. So, of course, and to come here is <laughs> yes. the best, uh, the best way to, to learn and to enjoy our beautiful cars and collections. Absolutely. And I'll make sure I put links to those on Mariella's show notes page. Uh, yes, make a trip to Italy and visit the uh, 
beautiful mountain museum. You are going to be astounded at what you see there. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mark. And Turin is a is a beautiful city, and it offers yes. so much to tourists. And the food is fantastic. It is amazing. It has been yeah. far too long since I've been in Turin, so uh, I need to get back over there and visit you. I'll put that on my calendar for sure. <laughs> well, listeners, again, you can find everything Mariella has shared today on Cars yeah. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Mariella. She's the only Mariella who's been here, so she'll be easy to find, or Mangozi, and you will find that right there. Mariella, grazie for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, Uh, and for sharing. Grazie a voi, grazie a voi. Vi aspettiamo. Yes. We wait for you. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Arrivederci until you and I talk again. I'll see you down the road. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.